Hello, Ding Dong Marillion. Hi, it's Dr. Kino's very Christmassy film emporium. We've got the holly in the window. We've got fake snow up. We've got a crackling log fire. Hark, I can see two fairies coming down from the sky with Christmas cheer abundance. It's the Panic Pixies. Hello. Hello. Hello, Holly. Hello, Becky. Holly, fantastically um, seasonal name, I believe, for this time of year as well. Yes, my birthday's in January. Hey, even better. <laughs> and you're not at all spiky, just uh, evergreen and lovely. <laughs> Becky, how are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, excited to talk about Christmas films. Of course. Mm. And there's so many at this time of year. I mean, I, back in the day, I still remember it was like the James Bond film is on after the Queen's speech. Oh, my God. You know, and it's <laughs> I think that stopped in about 2002, possibly, um, when it all got a bit dark and brutal um, four years later. But yes, with uh, Daniel Cray. But yeah, well, you know, you've got a couple of uh, ideas for Christmas films and I've got a couple for myself. So without further ado, let's go for it. Holly. What have you brought to the Emporium as a Christmas uh, Christmas film favourite? Favourite? Mm. I think probably um, the Muppets Christmas Carol at the moment because I've been I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat since like October and it's just <laughs> it's non-stop bangers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. goes without saying. And Michael yeah. Payne is just superb. He's <laughs> yeah. an actor um, having a lot of fun with that, obviously, and uh, I mm. think with um, yeah. Just with the, uh, the I think I'm not a huge fan of the Muppets, but that particular film oh. I did like. No, I know, I know, I didn't like the Goonies <laughs> either. So shoot me now, but I know yeah. sacrilege. I know, but you know, I do like Stranger Things, and I do like that whole eighties oh, yeah. vibe going on. So we just finished uh, Cobra Kai as well, um, which is just mm-hmm. genius. Um, well, I haven't but watched yeah, that yet. Ah, well worth a view. Yes, yeah. the new season's coming out January the eighth, I believe, in season three. Um, but yeah, slightly off track. But um, Muppet Christmas Carol, absolute classic. Um, you, what about It's a Wonderful Life? I remember seeing it on Saturday uh, just recently, and I had a moment. I, I tears did well up. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's devastating. I mean that's the thing. It's not there's a very redemptive ending, but like most of it is just like really like emotionally brutal. <laughs> it is. It's really tough <laughs> film to watch. You know, you see yeah. this good man just like get dragged yeah. and dragged further and yeah. further down. It's like, no, yeah. George, you got to keep oh, the faith. Um, what, about you, what about you, Becky? What's your, what's your current favourite at the moment? So, you know, just not particularly obscure, just <laughs> mainstream. So, uh, I've struggled with this because I do love Christmas films. So there was a lot on my list, but I've gone with Scrooged with Bill mm. Murray. It's a great film. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I just remember watching it with my dad when I was younger and it always sort of makes me laugh. I do really enjoy it. And I have seen it so many times now and it's still very funny. Mm. Oh, definitely. He's a classic. Um, it's just a, such an interesting retelling. And it's the whole fact he's a TV exec. And he tries to hide behind one of the dwarfs or little people in the shot. And the really greasy director's like saying, yes, yes, you behind the guy. Yes, yes. It just still cracks me up every time. But is it Karen Allen, isn't it, as well, that plays his um, his uh, ex? Yeah, his ex. Yes. Yeah. And it's that sort of thing where she, you know, uh, what she could have been. And she was laid, lunching with ladies on Fifth Avenue and being very unpleasant. It was all like... Whoa, okay. And this is a late 80s, isn't it? So yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a Reaganomics and, and the rest of it. Is that sort of really interesting. The heart. Yeah, version. And it's quite funny that me and Holly have both gone for retellings of the same <laughs> of the same That's story. <laughs> They're both Christmas Carol, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a classic, classic story. I mean, a lot of people would argue that Dickens actually invented Christmas as we know it, which I think there's quite a bit of truth in that. Yeah, there's, um, I think the, certainly with the plum puddings, the turkey, the Christmas tree, obviously those things were around, but at the same time, I think he's, he certainly put it on paper. And, Helped uh, to popularise it. Yes, <laughs> I think he was apparently a very good amateur magician and he used to entertain his Christmas guests with all sorts of tricks and card tricks and coin tricks, apparently. So, mm. I bet they all thought it was terrible hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's downsides, didn't he, Dickens? He's, there's a, yeah. oh, he's, he's doing it. He's doing his bit now. Is that what yeah, just, just, just a smile. Smile and clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get on to the meal quick. <laughs> Oh, bless you, Charles. Um, another a very, uh, a very um, uh, filmed author as well, shall we say. Mm. Um, so for my part, um, I think, I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is a, is a classic, and I think for a good reason. Obviously, Capra is an amazing director. And yeah, as you say, there's, the story takes you down before it takes you up, and that's the, sort of the emotional rush at the end. Um, I think as well, this is a, kind of obscure, but the... Um, it's called um, Rare Exports, and it's mm, the it was ah great. yes you both yeah, yeah there's um yeah. it was at the watershed a few years back and I just thought yeah let's give it a go, and it was hilarious and quite moving as well in parts which I didn't expect but the yeah for people that haven't seen it it's um it's basically set in uh, it's a finished film and I think it's from 2015 or 2016, and it's a sort of retelling not retelling so much but it's a sort of uh, a, ch- a young boy, his father and his father's two friends come across nefarious goings on in a mine works that's all very secret. And basically they figure out that there's a very demonic Santa Claus that's being uh, frozen in ice and unearthed. And uh, they have to try and stop stop him from being released and, um, and sort of let loose on the world. And uh, there's various kind of elderly elves that bite people and things and they it's it's a sort of horror comedy and it's it's really funny in parts and a uh, really unexpected find so yeah it's uh, it's called rare exports and it's very it's very much worth um checking out yeah definitely so, um i think it's in the same vein as krampus which i've not seen but i'd love to I see have, have either of you that. seen that yeah, tell yeah. me becky about krampus so i was i had high hopes for krampus and i was a tiny bit disappointed um, but probably because I had too many high hopes because I really love the whole Krampus mythology. It's great. It's really interesting. Um, and this is a funny take on it. And it is actually a good film. And it is very funny. But it's sort of a little hollow. It doesn't have enough emotional punch to really like uh, bring it home. But it, it is funny and it's worth watching for sure. OK. And for those of you who don't know, Krampus is, I think, Austrian or German. And it's a sort of that whole kind of, sort of area yeah, as well. Yeah, that kind of sort yeah. of um, the Alps and the Tyrol. And he's a kind of sort of demon goat figure, isn't he? That sort of mm-hmm. black and basically gobbles up naughty children. It's not so much he rewards nice children. He, he rewards them by not eating them or something. Or something <laughs> yeah. along those lines, which is like, yes, Some your Christmas gift is... Way, I, think. <laughs> I think I'd find that rewarding. <laughs> I think, yes, if I was face to face with a 10 foot tall goat demon and he doesn't eat me, he'd be like, yeah, I dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> So, yes, it's a cramper. So it's, I mean, the, I came across um, the Box of Delights uh, theme music, which um, for people that don't know, it's there, it's been, uh, it was a John Macefield story from 1935, and it's been adapted for radio a number of times by, by the BBC. And it was meant to a TV series in 1984. 
and it's got the most amazing uh, theme music. And it's from the Carol Symphony by Victor Healy Hutchinson. And it's very, it's quite eerie. And I think, and it, the actual story is quite eerie as well. There's a sort of dark magician chasing after a, a wise old magician and Charles, there's a, the Box of Delights is a talismanic, you know, MacGuffin um, that's, uh, the, the kid has to sort of hide and uh, take to a safer place. And there's Hern the Hunter, there's Roman soldiers, there's kind of wolves yeah. running around in human form. It's, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on with this, with this particular series. But what struck me was, the, was that Christmas can be quite an eerie time. It is dark. Yeah. It's, you know, there is this sort of sense that uh, there's light in there, but it's, it's sort of easily de- extinguished. And, you know, it's the shortest day of the year. Um, and I think, obviously, we like the Christmas ghost stories. Um, and I think the BBC are releasing or have released the um, 1989 version of The Woman in Black, which oh, I, I didn't see, but my mum saw it and she said it scared the bejesus out of her. Mm. <laughs> and it's, I think some people say it's actually scarier than the, the um, film version with Daniel Radcliffe in, which is saying something because, yeah. So the whole Victorian ghost story thing is, is very much uh, a Christmas tradition. So yeah, yeah. Anything, some of, um, mm, I was just going to say some of those ghost stories for Christmas are just fantastic, mm. um, especially some of the Mr. James ones. I was just going to say yeah, Mr. James. <laughs> yeah. Any particular favourites? Um, any particular favourites uh, stories from uh, from Mr. James? Well, Holly is a bit of a fanatic for Mr. <laughs> James, so I think she can ably answer this one. Um, well, I mean, in the film version is amazing of um, I Whistle and I'll Come mm. to You. Um, yeah, it's just because oh, the main character is such a kind of like bumbling eccentric and he seems like very innocent. And then to see him just like in absolute terror by the end of it is just very, you know, and he's just like, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Is this Michael, Michael Horton? Oh, right, yeah. Sorry. Was it, was it the Michael Horden version? Because I know there was, was a, a late, was... there was a later one with John Hurt that they did. Oh, the okay, I didn't know that. But it was okay. before that. Mm, mm. Okay. Yeah, the okay. BBC, I think they did a Michael Horden was was the um, was a bumbling professor that found the whistle on the beach yeah. and and decided yeah. to sort of mm. go experimentally blow it and then yeah. bad bad move bad move <laughs> yeah so yeah bed sheets rising up and all sorts sorry no spoiler alerts there. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, what about yourself, Becky? Any, any sort of favourite Christmas ghost stories? Or I think Christmas Carol is a great um, ghost Christmas ghost story, as discussed. And the BBC did an adaptation of that last year that was really good. That I thought was a really good version. Wouldn't hopefully they'll have it on again this year. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was very creepy. They really made it um, made the ghosts quite horrible and horrific. Mm. Because it's strong stuff. I mean, you've got Jacob Marley in chains and he's, you know, he is not in a good place. And it's the whole, yeah. it's that sort of beware of the afterlife because you're going to a to bad place, mm. you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. And obviously the ghost of Christmas past, present and yet to come and things. There's, this is a, a quite the morality, Victorian morality story in a mm, way. Absolutely. It's not very cuddly at all. So... I just can't get the Muppets out of my head, though. <laughs> Marley and Marley. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, they sort of diluted that sort of uh, that you know sort of uh, winter terror <laughs> aspect of it, which is a uh, uh, possibly okay, possibly not okay. Uh, so yes, okay. I mean, the, you know, Christmas ghost stories are, are are part of the whole Christmas tradition, and I think the yeah, the I think Christmas can be a really eerie time. I mean, there is an eerie aspect to you know, there's a supernatural perhaps aspect, I think, to Christmas that I think gets probably quite easily overlooked. There's a certain amount of magic involved, as in some elderly gentleman in a beard flies down from the North Pole, etc. <laughs> but my own theory, well, not my own theory, but a theory I heard, which does explain the Santa Claus myth, is that uh, in uh, Sami tradition, the reindeer herders in, in far North Finland and, mm-hmm. and Siberia, the they um, one of the ways they pass the winter nights and days is by actually drinking reindeer urine who have actually eaten the fly agaric <laughs> mushrooms. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. And it's it's yeah. a thing. And apparently the fly agaric is obviously mm. red and white and it's also a powerful hallucinogen. So if you've got Lars, Lars and Lars um, drinking reindeer pee, Tripping their tits off, putting it politely, and then they start saying, "Hey Lars, I can see, I can see a little red and white guy with flying reindeer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can oh see it. You know, you can see how That's this brilliant. sort of thing can actually sort of you know, take root and get added to the Christmas thing. So oh, that's really interesting. I haven't heard that. Yeah, before. it's that's that's one um wow. one but one theory I heard. I think it was weirdly enough, I think it was Gerald Durrell, the naturalist, who um oh, I love who did it. He, you, you like him or you hate him? <laughs> I love him. You love him. Uh, oh, good. Okay. I know he was. Uh, yeah. Okay. I know that he was quite a character. I think. His, <laughs> but yeah, that's one theory I heard when he did um, a series back in the early eighties called The Amateur Naturalist. He went to the far north and uh, yes, I'm not sure if you drank reindeer urine laced with um, <laughs> psychedelic uh, ingredients from the fly garricks, but you never know. Anything for TV. So. Um, as we as we know, Dr. Kino is tries to we like to the, the underrated, underappreciated, under the radar films. Um, we're going to go a little bit uh, anti Christmas in that I am going to share um, one of my pet hates in terms of Christmas films, and this I think is a very um, overrated. I say overrated. Um, it's I think it's overly successful. I think it got far too much money, but uh, you know it's and. Uh, it is Richard Curtis's film, 2002, um, Love Actually. Um, and I have to have a confession, I love Richard Curtis, but I really, 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 really hate this film um, for so many reasons. Um, Richard, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, but um, mm. I love you, I love your work, most of it, but this one I really don't. Um, I think possibly I could do three reasons off the top of my head. First one being, you managed to shoehorn the Twin Towers attacks into a romantic comedy, which I think takes some doing. Um, and also, yeah, uh, there's a sort of weird stalkerish behaviour from Andrew Lincoln towards Kira Knightley, and so so yeah, bad. so so, and it was it was like it's so bad now, but it's so bad then as well. You know, it's 18 years later, yeah. it's still it wasn't good back then. You know, it's well, and she was actually like 17 or something. She, she was, was young. I mean, this really, is right at the right ridiculous. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah she was really like, really young. Really young. I mean, she's yeah. like mid 30s now, so she was like yeah. I think like say 17 or 18. Yeah. In 2002, she didn't really look that much older either, and it's kind of um, okay. Um, this is kind of getting quite uncomfortable. I find it weird. People do do parodies of it as this like oh yeah beautiful moment, and I'm like. No, no, <laughs> just no. not. No, it's no. <laughs> and it's, uh, he doesn't actually say anything either, which is sort of 
is that supposed to be charming or are you just talking with signs or, or um, yeah um and for me it's just there's this um it was just the sound of a barrel being scraped and the kitchen sink being thrown in and all these things and it's too many but there's too many storylines in it and it all comes together at the end in this wonderful big lovely heartwarming disgusting vomitous <laughs> dribbly jacky <laughs> shite uh, and i've got that off my chest okay so <laughs> sorry better. richard but I, I do i do actually yes <laughs> broadcasting to the internet it does feel better um Yes, I, I hate love, actually. And uh, my name is Toby. <laughs> there we go. So, yes, um, write to your MP or don't. But, you know, there we go. But any um, any today deflection off me a bit, any particular Christmas films that either of you think are overrated or I mean, some people probably wouldn't like It's a Wonderful Life, but that's, that's, well, their, yeah, that that's is, their choice. That's on my list. That oh, is, a little bit controversial there, Becky. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so my main issue with It's a Wonderful Life is that, um, and Holly will probably mention why, it's not really a Christmas film. Mm. And <gasps> Sacrilege. <laughs> from Christmas films, for me, I, I don't mind if they're horror films or um, if they're a bit nasty or funny or whatever, but there needs to be some kind of heartwarming loveliness because that's the spirit of Christmas for me, the kind of bringing everything together. Um, and although it does have redemption at the end, essentially it's just really bloody depressing and it's not <laughs> what I want to sit down and watch to cheer me up and make myself feel Christmassy. So for me, it's a no as a Christmas film. But isn't that the whole point that it takes you down to take you up? And isn't that doesn't the last sort of, you know, three minutes of it where they all charge in and go, George, we've saved the bank and, you know, you're not going to go to jail and the rest of it. And they... The whole town pulls together. I mean, is, doesn't that not um, make up for the sort of hour and a half of? Uh... Not really. No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Holly, any thoughts on this? Um, no, I mean, I do find it quite cathartic. Um, it's a bit like um, a while ago I saw the, the Apartment, which is like su- Billy Wilder, which is like such a sad, sad film. But then it just has like pulls this happy ending out of nowhere, and you're just like, oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've been manipulated by a film. Yes, again. Oh, that's it. My, my emotions yeah. have been yanked here and there. Yeah. But oh. we were saying about It's Wonderful Life that um, actually it's only kind of a Christmas film for very bland reasons because basically uh, it fell out of copyright at a certain point and it fell into the public domain. So American TV networks used to air it quite a lot over Christmas and then people just got to associate with Christmas. Because mm-hmm. the best reason for networks to do it, it's cheap, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is, there, you know, it's obviously winter scene in Bedford Falls. Mm. There's a Merry Christmas in his house and things. Yeah. Yeah, so yes, but there's, I think it does help that the um, there is this, uh, the economic reasons. <laughs> and of course, film is an industry <laughs> above all things. Yes. So, um. Moving on, because there's there's a sort of interesting little um, subgenre of Christmas films, and that's a sort of Christmas slasher film, isn't there? Because is, mm, is it seventy seventy four black a uh, black Christmas or something? Black Christmas, is yeah. Welcome Christmas. to the sleigh ride or something. With sleigh spelt as in you are you will be slain. <laughs> uh, Neither have you seen called, that? Um, I haven't seen that one. Welcome to the sleigh ride. I've seen Black Christmas. Though. Oh, sorry. I think Black Christmas, that was a tagline for it. Welcome to the sleigh oh, ride. Oh, I see. Or something. Oh, yes. no, Black Christmas is an excellent film. Um, I haven't mm. seen the 
remake that they did in 2019 yet mm. um mm. which looks interesting uh sort of with a more feminist kick-ass female type take yeah. but i haven't seen that yet but no the original black christmas is is excellent i love that okay. cool. i mean is it i mean um what's happens in it i mean it's a slasher film is it is it classic kind of final girl defeats an evil santa claus or yeah <laughs> sort of it's a, this film, but kind of being bit. stalked whilst in a house you know with the phone uh ringing and you uh, know, all of that kind of uh kind of affair um but yeah then a bit of revenge as well um yeah. comes back to bite you but yeah it's it's definitely worth watching <laughs> But, but I have to say, having said all I've just said about Christmas films, that this has nothing cheery in it, really. No, <laughs> but it is entertaining. <laughs> yes. Is it inventive? Do they get uh, disemboweled by a, a turkey carving knife or something? Or things <laughs> no. inserted? I mean, there is a significant <laughs> amount of, uh, of killing, but yeah, and screaming. But um, yeah. Bludgeoned to death by Christmas Radio Times. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> but it's, it, so let's face thick. it, so thick, so heavy. <laughs> you could do some damage with that if it's rolled up. <laughs> yeah, my mum is a Christie's a Radio Time, a Christmas Radio Times aficionado, and yeah, they are. It's a, it's a weighty tome. You think it's got heft? Book. Oh yes, it's got heft. It's got weight in it. <laughs> oh, I love it. But, so, but oh, you've yeah. seen? Have you seen um, Silent Night, Deadly Night? I no, but I, I'm, I'm sold on it already. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great uh, title. Yeah. Oh, it's very it. trash, very oh. trashy. Yeah, Gareth and I, my husband and I, were trying to decide if we've seen that one or not. I'm not sure if we have, so I might have to sneak that one in this Christmas. Yep. One for Santa's list. Yeah, yeah. Um, the actually reminding me of it is um, the Crypt Keeper. Um, there was a, yes. Holly's this is style. on my list as well. Yeah, Sorry, I'm it's, getting it's really, overexcited. It's great. No, no, don't leave. Tales from the Crypt with Tales Joan Sorry, Collins. Thank you. Yes, that's oh, the yeah. one. Yes, she, yeah. she gets terrorized by by an escaped serial killer. Who's <laughs> uh, dressed as Santa from an insane asylum, dressed up as Santa, mm. <laughs> and it's uh, I should be laughing because it is. Yeah, they play brilliant. it. They play it straight, but it's really <laughs> funny. But I mean, like the little girl lets him in because he's Santa. So. Uh, well, who, who, which yeah. little girl wouldn't let Santa Claus in? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's about twenty minutes long, and it is mm. you know Jane Collins does give good screen, and uh, this is like mm. nineteen seventy three, seventy four, I think. Mm. And Michael Horden in um, is in it again, I think as uh, well. He's yeah, he plays some role, possibly the crypt keeper himself. Oh. Um, but it, it's a sort of it's an uneasy mix of of a portmanteau film in that there, there is this sort of very it is like quite laughable. I think they're trying for sort of, you know, the, um, you know, how can Santa Claus be demonic and, you know, not demonic, but, you know, how can he be this serial killer and they're trying to make it more horrific, but you do end up laughing. Mixed in with some quite disturbing um, others, you know, the other stories are actually quite disturbing as well. Mm. So it is a, it's, a, it's a bit of a, it's uneven, I think is the, is the phrase I'd use, but I saw that at a friend's house uh, for a Halloween party. So, I do yeah. love those amicus portmanteau i mean but then yeah. they kind of all blend into one so it's kind of hard to yeah. remember which stories are in which ones. absolutely i mean dead of night is the is the classic one and the, it's still the michael redgrave uh with a ventriloquist dummy oh, is still yeah. quite Perfect. disturbing I, I know that it still has some power in that and it's i'm yeah. generally quite terrified of like dummies in general so mm. anything oh absolutely dummy, just really awful <laughs> 
anything with dolls in it just freaked yeah, me out dolls there's or, yeah. yeah dolls yeah. or dummies or you know little people that are made out of wood and start suddenly animation and come to life it's just yeah freaked me out big time no thanks <laughs> no thanks no no i remember um a series from the 80s called maelstrom and it was set mm. in norway or sweden and uh, the woman who was illegitimate but had been fostered out to England, she sort of got a letter and it was, uh, she had to come back. She had to come back. Sorry, I just had a, a little pop up. Um, apparently, we, we uh, are still recording okay. We've been we've got, upgraded. We've been upgraded by the looks of it. Fantastic. Yeah. So we can keep going past 40 minutes, which is good. Um, and yeah, sorry, I'll go back to Maelstrom. And it's uh, the, she sort of has to discover her heritage because it's um, her family uh, that she's estranged from. And her father, her biological father died, but there's this weird, mysterious house that's on an island across the water, and she goes over there. And the um, apparently it's something to do with her mother that died in a the fire there or something who was crazy. And the house has been restored, and it's full of dolls. And when she walks mm. in, they're all looking at her, and it's and she picks one up and it's crying, and it's like it's really, really unpleasant. Mm. And it's one of those weird eighties psychological things that that. Uh, yeah, that they did every about really about 84, 85. Um, so yeah, anything with dolls in no, not keen. Um, magic, I think, which was the I think Anthony Hopkins in the 70s. Oh. It was a retelling of um, I think it was a basically retelling of the Dead of Night section with Michael Redgrave, and they just they took that and uh, you know, he started going mad thinking he was, you know, two people, mm. one of which was a dummy. And I think at the end, the dummy actually started moving and strangled him or something. So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was quite. Uh, Have you seen creaky. Puppet Master? No, I haven't. No, that sounds something. We we watched it for, we have our Sunday night film club and watch kind of generally very, very silly horror films. But actually, I thought it was, good. I mean, it's ridiculous, but there's like about 10 sequels. <laughs> so milk but it's actually it's milk really it well done. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 puppets themselves and the animation stuff is like really clever. Mm-hmm. What, what's, Becky, what's Becky looks slightly skeptical. <laughs> no, I didn't actually see that one. Oh, that one yes. of the days where I wasn't able to make it, so oh, I didn't yes. really miss that one. Oh, I recommend that. That was yeah. definitely one of our highlights. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. We're sort of slightly going off on uh, on hold, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, yeah. I blame the uh, Tales from the Crypt. So, um, any any other recommendations um, that you'd have for Christmas? Any, any sort of like lesser known films that you think deserve an airing? I mean, for me, the classic. Well, it's not the lesser known, but there's a sort of back and forth argument about Die Hard. Is it a Christmas film or not? <laughs> yes, it's mm. Dolph. You know, it's set on Christmas Eve. For me, it's a Christmas film. How about Gremlins? Yes, absolutely. I absolutely, I would absolutely make that case. Yes, Becky, what's yeah. your? We feel strongly about Gremlins. I, yeah. <laughs> I love Gremlins, and so the first much. one as well. The second sequel, yeah, yeah not. No, I love that too. I but feel it's, like just, the sequel. It's, it's just, <laughs> but it's not as good. <laughs> not as good. It's, no. it's different. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, you they, know, they it's a lot, but I like it. <laughs> they tried. They kept it there, but the I think the original is yeah. It's mm. I don't think you could really improve on it much, but. Um, what happened, by the way, to Zach? What's his name? The guy that um, oh, I was going to say Zach Braff, but it's not Zach Braff. Zach it's uh, Gilligan, or yeah, something like that. Is the we lead actor because something else? But I think that it just dropped out of sight. Do you think? It's weird. It's kind of like these kind of eighties actors that you know were in massively successful films and it's never heard of again. Or something now. Mm. I mean, he's um, probably just got a shit beard or something. Uh, probably, yeah. He's probably got <laughs> tattoos or something. He had a midlife crisis, and yeah. yeah. Um, I'm thinking because Phoebe Cates was the uh, she yes. was uh, the um, 
the female lead in it and uh, mm. yeah she, obviously she's gone on to do other things but yes i'm pretty sure it was zach somebody or other but ne- well you know never seen again what a shame i think was it a sequel set in trump tower yes it was yes. wasn't it yeah yes. oh my god oh yeah. it's all sorry the memories are coming back now it's like <laughs> isn't it? okay oh yeah, so I love. Them... I do love Gremlins too. I think. I mean, I love like the Kelsey Grammer kind of intelligent he Gremlin. It? Yeah, he's really? like host, host, hosting a chat show in the <laughs> building. Gets oh. they all get all different, and it's there's the sexy Gremlin as well in that one. Okay, <laughs> lady Gremlin. If, if there's such a thing, yes. Yes, yeah. there's, there's a female Gremlin. There's a, there's a, it's a thing. <laughs> um. So I would say, in terms of unknown films, uh, I'd plug there's a 2007 film i think finnish film called christmas story mm-hmm. and it's a really lovely little film about the origin of how santa became santa or oh. became Father christmas but it's a really sweet lovely heartfelt film good for all the family really nice um christmas I really story that. yeah it's called christmas Excellent. story and it's not finished. to be uh mixed up with the american film a christmas story which no. is crazy <laughs> okay i think i've seen that in a, a, like christmas film quiz questions and it's like yeah right. there's a yeah. famous scene that people talk about a lot where there's a, a lamp made out of a leg um huh. yeah it's a it's a it's an okay. unusual film and it's really popular it in america it. <laughs> is it a horror film i have to ask <laughs> no it's not a horror film it's just a comedy um but it's got real cult status in america and and it's very popular to watch around christmas time mm. Actually, it's reminded me the there is um, I forget what it's called, but it is there's uh, Kristen Stewart's in it and another actor, female actor, oh, and they're a gay couple. One. So what's yes. it called? I really want to see that. Um, what is it? Uh, better, I've forgotten. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Go- Google will know. I, no, I was, just look, know. I, was, I was just watching the trailer because I really because like I re- mainly because they're both really hot, um, but. You know, I mean, and representation, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all for, yeah. Yeah. So I forgot so, what I was saying then. <laughs> so a couple of uh, rather well-known lesbians that I follow on the Twitter uh, have crashed that film by saying oh, really? they, oh, okay. it's terrible representation. Really? But I haven't seen it myself, so I can't comment. But I would plug, <laughs> although it's a bit bad, uh, a film that recently came out, The Prom. Well, oh, prom. yeah, yeah, it's just the one with James Corden in it. Yeah, it's a musical. Indeed, I've heard it's really not very good. Like, but not seen it. Yeah, so. completely accept that it it isn't a very good film. Uh, there's lots of sequins, lots of silliness, lots of dancing. I enjoyed it, even though it's probably not very good. But there is a really lovely lesbian relationship in that which is really well done and really okay. authentic and it's just really nice to see that mm-hmm. represented very well in such a mainstream film cool. oh it's called happiest season oh, happiest season yeah. yes and it's um yeah. cleo duval's directorial that's debut. right yeah 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 indeed yes mm-hmm. and it's i mean it's also it's basically um it sounds like everyone with a partner who you know they go and meet them and there's this sort of Okay, you're we're in a relationship, and we're going to go meet the parents at Christmas, and that's quite a move. That's quite a step up, isn't it, in the relationship when you yeah. when you do it's like oh, it's serious, you know, <laughs> you're taking yeah. it home for Christmas. So yes, I mean, for people that don't know it or haven't heard of it, it's I believe um, it's basically Kristen Stewart is the girlfriend, 
and mm. she's been brought to a conservative family of her partner girlfriend and they, they she's not ready to come out to her conservative family and passes her off as her you know a good friend and of course all sorts of you know I wouldn't say hilarity ensues but lots of uh, yeah lots of drama and uh, some laughs I think come from it and it's for Christmas so yeah there you go I think that's some one I'd like to see um Christmas Stewart I will have a I think she's a great actor whatever she's in and she yeah even lights her in the road which didn't really do particularly well at the box office and hard to film um book at the best of times but I think she was pretty good in it did you see the um, runaways no oh yes yeah, this is yeah. this cool is um, and that. she's Joan Jett she's Joan Jett and there's yeah. uh, is it Lita Ford as well uh, is it L, L Fanning Dakota Fanning oh and um, Dakota Fanning Dakota Fanning yes and it's yeah. uh, Michael oh what's his name the he plays Kim Michael Fanning. Shannon Michael Shannon he's a brilliant yeah. actor um yeah yeah a just fabulous film um all based mm. on true stories as well mm. which and is, she's uh, just quite authentic like mm. she doesn't really like you kind of get believe her as Joan Jett mm. yeah and do do we forgive her for the hunt for these um uh snow white and, uh, <laughs> well does she need forgiveness indeed i don't know i actually quite enjoy snow white and there's it was it the huntsman winter war or something there's two there's a sequel isn't there when yeah uh, uh, it was yes. all right it was okay yeah yeah first one okay. probably better than the second a little bit the second one a little bit confused but yeah very good yeah so any um any films you're looking forward to seeing in the new year guys anything next i mean assuming we come out of lockdown at some point, although a third wave, I think, is probably going to hit us in the middle of January from all the Christmas uh, shenanigans. But anything on your radar? I don't. I I feel like so out of touch with contemporary releases because I haven't been to the cinema since you know before COVID, and then I don't. I can't see that it's worth paying cinema prices to watch something at home just because it's new. You know, when we find, you know, we've got all the streaming things and we find loads of stuff. And I just watch kind of mostly horror films from the 70s and 80s. So, <laughs> I mean, when, I suppose when I run out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then, well, yeah, yeah, I'll try something new. Um, did you see St. Maud at all? No, that's definitely on my list. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I saw it in just before the October, uh, the November lockdown. It's mm. brilliant. Um have to plug it here. Um, if you haven't seen it, please do. It's an amazing film by Rose Glass. Um, yeah. And uh, Morpeth Clark um, is the eponymous heroine or anti-heroine. And Jennifer Ely is the uh, patient that she cares oh, for because yeah. she's a uh, palliative care nurse. Mm-hmm. And it's a dark, dark tale. Um, it's very, very well done. Um, the debut, in fact, it's the debut just, you know, she, it's just incredible, blew me away. Rose Glass, definitely one, definitely a director to watch, I think, in the future, if this is a sort of calibre of film that she's making now. So, yeah, St Maud is uh, is a definite... Um, for me, I think it's one of the films of the year, which possibly may not have much competition considering that a lot of films won't <laughs> release this year. But I think even in a good year, it would have stood out for me. So any about, you know, because uh, Dr King is taking a break um, until New Year, anything... Any looking back on things, any favourites that you've had this year, any any discoveries you've made as well? Anything you're thinking, God, I didn't know about this one, it's amazing. Anything Ooh. you want to share? I mean, we've seen some <laughs> interesting <laughs> films. Uh, because yeah. we do seek out the kind of lesser known. 
um, some of which is, is great and some of which not so good. <laughs> uh, we watched last night um, The Colour Out of Space. Right, oh, the Nicholas Cage yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah there's an HP Lovecraft story, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's a Lovecraft story. And I, I do confess to you, despite the um, somewhat racist overtones of some of his literature, being mm. quite a fan of his books. Mm. Um, and it is just, it was a good film, but it was really, really hard going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, some of it was grim. It's just very sad as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and really kind of, uh, just very trippy. I just mm-hmm. felt yeah. like I'd really been through something after we watched it. Yeah. An experience, but perhaps not yeah. one you want yeah. to repeat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, some of yeah, we've had a lot of campy fun. Um, mm-hmm. Killer Nun was, um, which okay. was actually um, Gareth uh, Becky's husband, who's our uh, podcast editor. Just give him a shout oh. out because he's been working very hard. Um, he he, he, he hey, picked Gareth. that one. <laughs> and it's with Anita Ekberg. Oh really? Okay. Um, yes. yes, but like when she's old, it was really, really surprisingly fun. Okay. <laughs> it's it's really well shot as well. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, the story and a lot of the acting are cobblers, but that, I yeah. feel like that's what you expect. So. We thought it was going to be very much it's billed as nuns exploitation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that is exactly. a subgenre I can get behind. No. <laughs> oh, we thought it was going to be like properly kind of dubious pictures. Yeah. Nuns without very many clothes on for no porn. reason. Yeah, porn. Yeah. And that does thing, happen yeah. a little bit, but yeah. it's it's mm. quite artistic. Okay. Yeah. Is it Italian? Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so well, as that was killer nun. So not mm-hmm. to kill a mockingbird, but killer nun. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a killer. She's killer. She is nun. a killer. She's a nun. She's a killer who's a nun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nuns are quite scary. I think. I mean, there is that mm. horror film called The Nun, which. Um, yeah, that came out a year or two ago, mm. and it's just the yellow eyes and sort of chalky uh, skin. It's you know scared me just looking at the uh, trailer. But um, uh, the I think yeah, the nuns and it's the I remember Robert De Niro actually dressed. He was the he was actually in nuns' clothing in Angel Heart, um, mm. which you know from eighty seven, and that's the third um, film I podcasted about at the beginning of of Doctor Kino and. Yeah, then Mickey Rourke goes with his sort of dream sequences and walks up behind this nun and you just, you know, you don't know what she's going to turn around and, you know, be a corpse <laughs> or something. But actually it's Robert De Niro who <laughs> plays the devil and it's like, whoa. And it's quite a revelation when you do see who the nun is at the end. So, yeah, yes, it's, uh, yes, they are quite creepy in that it's all in black and they're very stark sort of mask-like faces. Yeah. Almost as scary as the nun in Dairy Girls, which is, uh, yeah, sister, <laughs> whatever her name is, Conceptua Annuncia Annunciata. I don't know, but she's, uh, yes, got the a withering, uh, a withering tongue to put you down. <laughs> Guys, um, it's been great uh, catching <laughs> up with you. Funny. I love that lady. Oh, Lisa McGee, oh, fantastic uh, actor. Playwright, but it's been great um, catching up with you. And yes, Merry Christmas to you both. And hope you have a um, let's hope for a better twenty twenty one than than twenty twenty because it's been a tough year. Um, Doctor Kitty would like to say Definitely. to all of, the, all of the listeners, both our listeners, um, that it would be say goodbye to twenty twenty twenty. Um, it's ended on a bit of a better note than it started. I think uh, everyone's been through a lot, and we're still with us. Um, we'll see you in twenty twenty one. But um, for now, thanks very much and uh, take care and enjoy your films over Christmas. All the best.
Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that was the Panic Pixies with Dr. Kino. Huge thanks to Becky and Holly. So, as we mentioned, Dr. Kino is taking a break over Christmas. Um, I also want to say a massive thanks to all of the guests who's who have appeared on Dr. Kino um, since we started the podcast back in July. Um, the frequency in the new year is going to go down slightly in terms of it won't be as frequent, but uh, the quality will be as good and hopefully better as well because Dr. Kino is going to have some lessons from somebody in the industry. So, yes, uh, some exciting developments there. Um, always remember, as Mark Commode says, it's only a movie. Um, that said, have a great Christmas, a safe uh, time and great holidays. And we will see you anon. All the best. Bye.